Welcome back to Third Base Dugout Season 3, Episode 11, where we kind of came up with the script for tonight's episode on the fly. I didn't prepare for this. Mike always wings it. So we're just going to kind of see where this takes us. (laughs) Um, Mike. That just screams rabbit holes. I do want to. I do want to talk about your Cardinals. Sure, let's talk about it. No, 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 but but first, but first, I got a bone to pick. Not with your Cardinals, not with anything other than my bad luck. So, my wife gets me tickets for Christmas to go see Miguel Cabrera play in his final season, right? So, we go up to Nats Park on Sunday. I wake up Sunday morning. It's a 1.30 game, so the lineup comes out early, right? I get up. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, sweet. Lineup came out. I look. Miggy's not on there. Of course not. Why am I so angry about this? Because this is the second time that I've gone to see the Tigers play this year. It's not been in the lineup either time. I'm 0 for 2 on seeing my favorite player of all time in his final season. Did you well? You're over two seeing him play. Did you see him? No. Oh, okay. Well, I have not seen him either time. I have not (laughs) laid eyes on Miguel Cabrera either time. He has not even stepped foot out, stepped out of the dugout either time. That's crazy. Yeah. Did Did y'all pick a getaway game? No. Like, what do you mean? Like, like go to like a ballpark like farther away? No, no, no. Like, what game was it in the series? It was the third. It, it was a Sunday. Yeah, the getaway game. Yeah. The getaway. Yeah. I, but, like, but, like, look, look, so Miggy was trending to play in two out of every three games, like two games of every three-game series, right? Mm-hmm. They usually give him an off day one time a series. He already had the off day on Friday. But he played well, – and then he played Saturday. It's, it's Sunday. It's the uh, It's the day of rest. So maybe he was respecting the Sabbath. Yeah. Well, I I feel your pain. I'm sorry really to hear do. that, though. Actually, it's brutal. It's tough. It's very. It, it was. It was very painful looking at that lineup Sunday morning. To, to, I'm sorry to hear. One, you had to. You you willingly went to go to see a Tigers game, or Nationals game. It and, was a decent game. And and two without Miggy in the lineup. Yeah, um, Josiah Gray shoved. He was pretty good. Uh, although he had six walks, so like it, the game kind of took a little bit longer than I thought it would um, because he couldn't find the strike zone for anything. Um, but the Nationals put up six runs in the first three innings, thought the game was over, and the Tigers scratched and clawed back and left the bases loaded twice, lost by two. So uh, overall, fun game, but uh, th- things are not, not trending in my direction and seeing Miggy this year. However, I might try to go see him in Philly in a couple weeks. That'd be sweet. Yeah. 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 I'm sure the Amtrak gets up there. It does. Does. Got a couple people I might go with. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a midweek. So we'd have to get out of we'd have to get off of work and all, but we'll see. Like I hope for your sake that you do get a chance to see him. Because that was like the thing that I kind of regretted last year was not going to DC when the Cardinals were in town to see Pujols, mm-hmm. and I have went like the last couple of years 
you know, and seen him play at least once and didn't go to that one. So I, you know, I kind of kicked myself for it, but I hope that you get a chance to to see him. Seriously. It would be nice. It's the end of an era. Yeah. The end of an era. That is for sure. Um, but like I, I don't blame them for sitting him because he's awful now. Like he's batting like 160 something now. Um, so he's a liability in the lineup. But he's a tier above a platoon guy. Yeah. But like we're not yeah, gonna I, I guess it's a series. I guess we are like the Tigers are two and a half games out of the division. So like there's Maybe. reason to not play him right now. But like we're not gonna win the World Series, so at least play him two out of three games. Yeah. Um Especially away. Yeah. True. And America, it's also, you can sit them all you want to. I don't Yeah, no. seriously. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's always that chance that he can kind of get, like, on a hot streak and go bonkers because, again, not to take away from the Miggy talk, but the same thing happened with Pujols last year where they were like, oh, he's washed, he's horrible, it's just going to be a little, you know, fun little ending to his career. And then he goes off and (laughs) – you know, gets, I think he even got some MVP votes last year. Like, he was just that good down the stretch. You know, so a hitter that good. If you're historically that good, you're due for, you know, a big stretch, you know, during the season, no matter how old you are, you know, to to rattle off some hits there. So, again, I hope you get a chance to see him. Uh, he actually did get a hit tonight. So, he, t- he just tied Rod Carew for the most hits all time against the Royals. The the um, good thing about going to see a game up in Philly is that instead of on the opposite side, the star being Josiah Gray and C.J. Abrams, you got a, a, a bunch of stars you can watch on the other side of things yeah. go your way. Yeah. Oh, that is something we can talk about tonight. I do want to talk about Trey Turner. Um, we can get to that a little bit later on. There was a shocking stat that came out about him. Uh, I feel like it, I feel like everybody has seen that stat. And that's the second everybody realized how poorly he was playing. Like, no, yeah, no one's really paying attention to the Phillies at all. The thing is, everybody has seen it. Whoever posted it, I don't know if people have, you know, reposted it or something on multiple accounts, but, like, I feel like everybody has seen that stuff all of a sudden. It's crazy. And and it's put into perspective. It is crazy. Um, Mike. Yes. Things are trending up your way. It is. It is. And you, you mentioned something where you said, hey, like your bad luck or something is going or, you know, your streak or something is broken, something like that. You know what else is broken? The fact that I'm no longer banned from uh, Tiger Slander. It is on and popping for the rest of the year. My season is over with, so Tiger Slander will commence. I gave you a nice moment. The Tigers do still have a better record than St. Louis. <clears throat> yeah, because the, today's the game seven of the World Series um, that the Tigers are winning in May. Doesn't matter. Let's get to September when it really matters, see if they still have a better record. But I will commence my Tiger slander because my season is over with, um, and I held true to my word. <laughs> but now I will no longer <laughs> withhold any Tiger slander. Uh, do, actually, but to, do you actually think your season's over? No, 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 like my high school season. Oh, 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 oh. I, yeah, no, 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 yeah. I wasn't gonna. By the way, we did win our season finale. Our only win of the season, we put out a win, so nice. we'll take it. Um, 
But yeah, down in St. Louis, man, they're playing some good ball. Like it's the team that you that I thought that we would be. You know, we just dug ourselves a big hole, but we also play in a I'll say it nicely, a not so good division. Not the worst. Even yeah, <laughs> even as far as as bad as we were playing, um, we're still right back in the division race with some chance to cut down some more games, uh, you know, in the coming future. So, and Wilson Contreras is back behind the plate. Since he got back, um, we've played like nine games since he's been back behind the plate. And six of those where he's been behind the plate, we've won. The other three, we've dropped. When he's not catching, we've lost those three. He's in the lineup, but just lost those three since he made his return back to catching. That's positive news. The fact yes. that they used him as a scapegoat and how professional he handled everything, yeah. I mean, hats off to Wilson Contreras, dude. I mean, yeah. he kind of just wore that on the chin and was like, all right, I mean, just blame me, I guess. But, you know. Yeah. And he's gonna, I he's mean, going to keep being him. I mean. Yeah. And, yeah, I do think that it was an easy scapegoat that people were taking shots at him, which the last time we talked about it, I defended the guy. Um but it does take a little bit of an adjusting to get, you know, to new pitchers, you know, new pitching staff. Yeah, you had spring training and some other stuff, but, you know, to really maximize those guys during games, you know, and much as you blame him for pitch calling or other things, like those pitchers can shake him off if they want to, but they were still throwing and not executing. So, exactly. you know, he definitely big kudos to him. It was amazing to see him in that series against the Cubs because he has so much energy, something that you don't see from a Cardinal team often. Like, really, can I tell you the last time I seen a guy that had yeah, that much fire? Yeah. You know, so it was, it's good to see. Good I mean, baseball being played. between playing with fire and then playing with a chip on your shoulder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, I feel like he was playing with not really an attitude, but with something to prove. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, every player is going to get hyped up when they do something well or hit a home run and stuff. But yeah, you can tell the difference between getting hyped up for something like that and then, like, something underlying yeah. that's, like, kind of getting you more hyped up than you probably should be. <laughs> sure, sure. Because I, I think it was, like, his first at-bat in Chicago. They cheered him when he came to the plate, you know, giving him that standing ovation first time yeah. there. You know, you expect that. Then he laces a double. He gets on second base and they're booing him and he's cheering them all like, come on, give it to me, yeah, give it to I me. I feel like that's just like a friendly banter almost. Yeah. But then he also hits like a three-run homer and he just loses his mind there. So <laughs> uh I, I love it, man. It's it's good to see my team playing good baseball. Um, yeah, I saw a tweet today. I think it was sent in a group chat that Coots and I ran for our fantasy baseball league. Um Everyone expected Nolan and Paul to carry the uh, Cardinals this season to be the best players on the team. But nobody thought that it would be Gorman and DeYoung. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, big props to Nolan Arenado. He has completely turned it around. Uh, last week, yeah. he batted 407 with three home runs and eight RBIs. Uh, the 12-11 OPS. So, he yeah. has turned he, it around. Yeah, he had a stretch recently where he homered in five straight games. Um, he homered in five straight. Um, Nolan Gorman is 
top three in RBIs, and he was battling kind of like two and three, you know, in RBIs, one, two, and three, you know, and to be doing that is such a young part in his career. You know, I think Goldie hit two homers today. Uh, Paul DeYoung hit another one yesterday. So um, that's why I'm, yes, I'm kind of bullish on my pick because of the bias, but also the fact that this lineup is very deep um, and can get you a lot of different ways. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I, I wasn't fretting too much. I was like, hey, let's not panic. It's a long season. Um, I would like to offer up a way for you to not talk smack about the Tigers. The Tigers fixed the Cardinals. To be fair, y'all had lost seven in a row before uh, y'all had lost seven in a row and were down six to three in the sixth inning against the Tigers before you put up a seven spot in the bottom of the sixth and went on to win 12 of your next 16. So technically, the Tigers fixed the Cardinals. Kenley Jansen helped them out a bit, too. <laughs> right. Like, uh, no, and I, Brian, I will say that has definitely been a turning point, you know, for us. We both, which helps we us. both played a part. You, you, yeah. got to, you got to feel the wrath of Mason Angler on the mound that day. <laughs> I got to witness it in person the other day. It's a horrible experience. <laughs> No, you're supposed to say it looks better in person. Don't trust your it eyes. It doesn't look better in person. Everything <laughs> looks the same speed from, from down the left field line. And his balls were just not getting to the catcher's mitt. When's he, when's he getting uh, designated? Or is this like here to stay? Uh, the, unfortunately, I don't think we have the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the prospects. The plethora of prospects. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You know what? The way it is. Uh, maybe maybe Erod can do everything. He Erod threw all today. Javi made an error, and then everything unraveled for Erod today. So unfortunately, Tigers are going to lose. But I think the uh, Twins lost today too, so that's okay. Um, two little bits of news. Uh, first off, uh, Christopher Morel just homered for the ninth time in twelve games. In his first 12 games of the season, which is unbelievable. Coots, you had something Can I else ask to say? a question real quick going back to what you said right before that? Yes. Would you have thought on May 23rd, not only were you looking at t- Tigers' final scores, you were looking at other teams in your division scores on that day to see how many games back you were. Would you have ever thought yeah. that? No. No, I would have thought I'd be done doing that halfway through <laughs> That is, you said that, and I was like, "Damn, how much does Brian really like have the opportunity to even do this?" You know, like, <laughs> and I, I hate to harp on the Tigers too much, but like, Riley Green almost himself has made me start to believe that the Tigers are starting to turn things around a little bit. Um, not only with the is Erod just a stud, but Riley Green, I think three, four days ago, was up to batting, like, 297. And, it like, it, it hit me because, like, last that I looked, he was batting, like, 260. And yeah. all of a sudden, it was just getting, like, two hits, three hits, one hit, two hits, three hits. And I was I like, whoa, well, this, is, this is crazy. Yeah. I was like, this guy is actually becoming the prospect that he was supposed to be. 
And then like Spencer Torkelson yesterday walked four times. I'm like, oh my God, things are actually happening the way they were supposed Isn't to. Isn't Torkelson leading the Tigers in RBIs? Uh he might be. That's not a hard thing to do. We don't we don't drive in a whole lot of runs. Leading something on a team. Uh, some offensive um, stat, obviously, but Detroit RBI is Javi with 23. Uh, well, Javi hit a three run double yesterday. So Torkelson oh, was yeah. the Tigers and RBIs before yesterday. I saw that probably yeah. not today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Riley Green's batting 287 now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pumped. Like it, it is nice to see prospects actually do something that they're supposed to do. Um, and plus Terry Scoobo throws live BP next week. Which means he's which means he's coming back. Um, so things are looking up. We can get rid of Joey Wentz. We can DFA Joey Wentz. So that's a good that's a good sign. Um, back to Christopher Morrell. He just homered for the ninth time in twelve games for the Cubbies. Mike, I know you'll probably sit out this conversation, but um, this is a Cubbies team that has very much struggled here recently. And uh, Christopher Morrell is unbelievable. He's unbelievable. So that's one little bit of news. Second little bit of news, Aaron Judge is homered again. Uh, so Judge, I, I got to go to his last seven games or so. Um, Judge has been the best hitter in baseball over the past certain amount of games, but he just homered off of Felix Bautista Uh as Bautista just blew the Orioles' lead in the ninth inning. Uh, Aaron Judge, once the MLB app loads. This app is horribly slow when you actually want to get to something. Hmm. Well, there we go. All right, we've gotten there. All right, over the last seven games, Aaron Judge is batting 462 with a uh, an OPS well over 1,800 and has six home runs. Aaron Judge is nice. back to being Aaron Judge. Yeah, nice little stretch there. Yeah, in his last 15 games, he's batting 382 with an OPS over 1,400 – or excuse me, over – yeah, over 1,400 with eight home runs. Um, so the Yankees who dug themselves out of the pit of the AL East are now at 29 and 20 and have won eight of their last 10. Uh, so interesting stuff in the AL East. And who would have thought all they would have taken was a game of peekaboo for, for Aaron Judge to get on this roll. Just playing peekaboo over there. Stealing signals and cutting his eyes towards the dugout. I know. I, know. I wanted to talk about that last week. And then, like, so we didn't end up recording Tuesday. And then, like, my week just became, like, pure hell after that. And so, like, podcasting was, unfortunately, like, one of the last things on my mind last week. And so I, I had it on, like, the list of, like, the first thing that I wanted to talk about last week. And now it's just kind of – irrelevant so uh unfortunately there's just not a whole lot of reason to talk about it anymore but yeah that was a sketchy situation but um 
that was kind of when Aaron Judge turned. It felt like he turned it around, but I think he had turned around before that. So, and I'm tying this in because it deals with the Blue Jays when that happened. Did you see the the managerial gaffe by Snyder the other day? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know how you let that happen as a big league manager. Like, I'm sure like everybody makes a mistake, but like. <laughs> That cost you. Well, your not only that, that, but the the mound visit included like a good a good minute's worth of game planning. Yeah. Nobody in the infield or Alec Manoa himself decided to tell him, "Hey, this is your second time out. You're like, I have to come out here." Like nobody put yeah. it together <laughs> until he was told, "Hey, you have to take him out." Yeah, like I think I think part of them was trying to downplay it to a degree and hoping that they kind of just got away with it, but no. And then <laughs> Manoa's walking over like, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, credit to John Boy for the breakdown of that one. That was funny, but yeah, what a bonehead move. Yeah. Well, I, not, not intentional, though. I mean, I guess if he really didn't mean to, but at sure. the same time, you kind of got to be aware of that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, generally, that's what you get paid for as a manager to not do stuff like that. <laughs> like, yeah, you the I mean, two granted, times you really granted, he probably ahead. didn't make both visits. It was probably a pitching yeah. coach than him. Yeah. So, like, maybe in his mind, it's like, oh, I, I've only been out here once. <laughs> like, there's only two times you expect to see the manager when he's getting tossed for arguing something, and then to take out the pitcher, like. So, I don't know, maybe he just got bored in the dugout. I was like, hey, I want to go check on my guy. And then, oh, shoot. <laughs> You've already been out here? My bad. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Uh, somehow, some way, the pod or the Blue Jays are in last of the American League East at 26 and 23. Um, They're eight and a half games back of the first place Tampa Bay Rays, but it felt like they just made up for that by beating them 20 to one today. Um. Which no, nine of those right. runs came off of a position player in the ninth inning. So it was really 11 to 1. Um, but the score looks a lot more gaudy. You don't have to touch on this too much, but it crossed my mind like to, again tonight, but before, like like last week and, and everything. But um, should do you guys think there should be some sort of mercy rule or like wave the right white flag kind of thing? Because, like, yes, putting a position player out there, it's not like he's going to be competitive. Like, you are essentially just waving the white flag. I do agree. In a... I'm not saying there should be. I, I, I'm just saying, what do you guys think of it? Because there is the whole thing where, like, if the opposing team's involved in a game like that, his stats are going to be skewed compared to everybody else who may have had a full games and everything. Like, it doesn't make everything an even playing field for, like, just something that crossed my mind. Um, not saying I feel either way about it, but yeah, um, it, it would definitely it would be an interesting thing to entertain because you see it coming up in college baseball now in high high division one college baseball. They're implementing a mercy rule. No one wants to sit there and watch a game that is fifteen to two in the ninth inning. Right, like no, no one wants to watch that. There is not a I, I, baseball purist, baseball casuals, 
whoever you are, like you're, you don't want to, you don't care about that. Um, so you, you, you lose eyes and the product is so bad at that point that you're basically just putting people at risk of injury anyway. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't really see why not. 10 after 7. 10 after 7. Obviously, playoffs, you play it all the way out. But regular season, 10 after 7, keep it moving. Yeah. Like, you know, I would look at it the same way as if you get through six innings of a game and then it just pours down rain in and all this stuff. It's technically a complete, you know, it's a full game played yeah. at that point. Like, yeah, you miss out on three more innings of of work that guys could get for at bats and all the other stats yada yada, but it's still the same thing. So I would say ten after seven, go ahead and roll out the tarps. Yeah. Yep. Um, wanted to touch on a pitching matchup tonight. Uh, Spencer Strider took the mound against the Dodgers. And the Dodgers brought up, I believe, uh, it might have been their top prospect or at least one of their top prospects, uh, Bobby Miller. I think it was like the number 10 or 14 prospect in all of baseball. Um, and Bobby Miller did not disappoint. He gave up a run in the first inning, was hanging fat, like hanging fastball sliders and stuff over the plate, and then settled in through five innings, gave up one run, struck out five. Um, and he is as advertised. I watched – uh, about the first three innings of work for him and fastball is consistently 99 to hundred. Um, and then he's got a fantastic breaking ball and a fantastic changeup. So uh, it, is, it is a treat to watch him. And that was a, that was a fun pitching matchup until the Braves made an error in the second inning and the Dodgers kind of blew it open um, because obviously Strider is a strikeout machine. So it was pretty fun to watch, watch those two go to work. Yeah, the Dodgers just – it seemed like they just, like, fart out rookie of the year uh, rookie of the year candidates and, you know, potential all-stars yeah. each year. It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, like, Bobby Miller reminded me so much of Walker, Walker Bueller as he was throwing. Yeah. I was like, this guy is – like, he kind of throws like him in a way, but kind of doesn't. And, like, this guy is basically – Walker Bueller. It's funny you say that. I uh, one of the other baseball outlets I follow, they have had Walker Bueller on the past few weeks, uh, just to talk about you know basically everything about just his perspective on everything in baseball. But yesterday they talked about Gavin Stone pitching last night and Bobby Miller pitching tonight and. Walker Bueller even himself was saying, I want my changeup to look like Bobby Miller's changeup. I want my he's like, I want my stuff to he says stuff wise, Bobby Miller and everything, like Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone both, like they both have better stuff. Yeah. In his opinion. In his opinion. Like, obviously he's a humble guy. He's not gonna say, you know, he's not gonna choose on horn, but for him to say that about these young guys that haven't even pitched a major league ball yet, like it, I mean, it, it shows the expect, not only the expectations, but what they're capable of in a way. So. Yeah. 
it's going to be interesting to see how they go go along. But just the situation that they've the Dodgers themselves have put them into this point, it's going to give them some wiggle room when it comes to these prospects because it's not so much you know, season on the line sort of games where it's like super must win. Unless Arizona keeps keeps pushing them, I guess. I Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, Arizona is currently one game back of the Dodgers. And the Dodgers were the first National League team to 30 wins, um, which the Dodgers did just get to 31. So since the Diamondbacks had already won today, maybe that pushes it to – oh, okay. So it pushed it to one and a half. Um, but the Diamondbacks have won uh, eight of their last ten, four straight, um, and are twenty nine and twenty right now, uh, led by the NL Cy Young favorite and Zach Gallen, um, Corbin Carroll. I was looking at some uh, last week. He batted the NL favorite. Yeah, yeah. Last week he batted three thirty three with two home runs and eight walks and a twelve fifty eight OPS. Um, so been a lot of fun watching the Diamondbacks. You, Kutu, and I said they would be a little frisky this year uh, when we were making our season predictions and all. So, um, but while we're on kind of the topic out west, the Astros have did they just lose? Okay, so they just they literally just lost. Um, which, by the way, the Yankees beat the Orioles. So um, Aaron Judge's home run was obviously very big. But um, the Astros just lost to snap an eight-game win streak, uh, which had set them at 20. They were 20 and 20 before the eight-game win streak, and now they are two games out of first place to the Rangers at 28 and 21. Well, 20 and 21, so two and a half games. So the Astros are back. The Angels are trying they just to just got out two baby back. Yeah, yeah. The Astros are gonna be really, really good. Uh Framber Valdez threw a complete game the other night. So um the Rangers are gonna try to hold on for dear life, but it's probably gonna come up empty. Uh all right. So we had talked about it a little bit before the episode to go over our Uh, our season predictions, like our division winners, and see what we want to change. Let's start in the American League. So Mike and I picked Toronto, and Coots, you picked Tampa Bay. Coots, yours is looking pretty good. Mike, are you still sticking with Toronto? Um, I, I don't really have much reason to change from them. Wait, like they're in a competitive think? division. Like, I can't, I can't hear you that far down the standings. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, no, I have no reason to change. Like we, we know what their offense is capable of, you know, and with that division being so tight, every team is like a few game of a win streak or a losing streak away from being in the cellar there. So there's no reason to panic and change on that one. I am going to change. I don't think the Blue Jays have got it. Alec Manoa is horrible this year. Um, 
I just don't I mean, see He would be him. better if his manager didn't accidentally pull him. Well, maybe his manager needed to pull him a little earlier this year in some, some outings. He has been awful. Um, maybe they need to give him seven days of rest. Yeah. <laughs> Every seventh. I'm going to rock uh, – I'm going to actually rock with Birdland. I'm going to rock with the Orioles to win the American League East. Over the last 162 games, they're on a 97-win pace. Um, and that is basically since Adley You know, you know what happened 100 – you know what – yeah, I was going to say, what you know what happened 162 games ago? Adley Rutschman got called up to the majors. That's exactly right. And then since since Adley Rushman came up, they're on like a 98 or 99 win pace. Um, so it is – this team is – is these players are not used to winning, but they are getting that kind of taste of it. And it, this team just hits. I mean, unfortunately, Felix Bautista blew I, – I, Save tonight and a chance for them to gain another game back on the race. But um, I, I I really like the Orioles, and I think they just need to go get a starter or two at the deadline, and, and I think they'll be fine. They've got probably the two best relievers, at least the the, the best reliever duo in all of baseball, yeah. in, in Yanir Cano and Felix Bautista. Um, okay. So that's been that's definitely been fun. All right, uh, American League Central. White Sox for Mike. That's probably got to change. Uh, <laughs> and Cleveland for both Coots and I. Mike, the White Sox are uh, they're a disaster. Yeah, yeah, we got to switch that one up. <laughs> they're a disaster. I'll join the I'll join the Cleveland bandwagon. Wow, join the Cleveland bandwagon. Uh, Brian, are you jumping ship? Absolutely, I'm jumping shit. My team's two and a half games out of first place. We're we're hopping to Motown, baby. We're hopping to Motown. And when we revisit this in two more months, Brian will be <laughs> to get back on the ship. We're hopping Look, to Motown, baby. I I will. I think I'm sticking with Cleveland. Honestly, I mean, as bad as they as they've played, they're only they're only four games out. Um, uh, that this is before the night's game, so it might be different now. But they're only four games out. I think Minnesota is playing above their above what they should be playing, and Cleveland's obviously playing below what they should they should be playing. So I think there's some regression for both sides going there. Um, so with that said, I mean, obviously the pitching of Minnesota was gonna we thought it was gonna be all right. And all of these guys are just pitching on their head right now for just whatever reason. At the same time, they're all just balling. Yeah. Uh, and with that, the offense, you know, has done enough to put it together and get some wins. But flip side of that, I, th- I well, Minnesota, I think, has some regression coming. Uh, Cleveland, I think, has some positive regression coming with all these young pitchers. They just keep pulling out of whatever they're pulling them out of that are – filling the gaps for guys like McKenzie and even Savali being out for the time he's been out, but, and even Bieber not pitching to an ACES standards. Um, I think their offense will come around because we've seen it come around time and time again. So 
Um, I think there'll be some regression to the mean on both sides, and then it just kind of becomes a coin flip. And in that case, I'll take the guys that have been there more recently than the guys who have not. I'm just saying that the Tigers stretch that they have here in the coming days is one more against Kansas City and then four against the White Sox. The White Sox are playing well, but they're a disaster. So after that, after that, there is a chance that Tarek Skubal will be back in around a week. Then all of a sudden we get we we weed the bad guys out of the rotation. We start to bring the good young guys back in. Bad guys. If y'all don't remember, if y'all remember correctly, Terry Scoogle had like a sub three ERA before he had yeah. the Tommy John surgery. So this is yeah, I wouldn't you so excited for him to come back. I am very excited. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't remember that because I didn't care that he had a sub three ERA for however many start. Didn't care. Brown so wouldn't have he's coming back. If it wasn't that case. <laughs> like I don't remember that, but hey, sure. Um That's all right. It's all right. It's you know what? Ball. Our our September call up is gonna be Casey Mize. Because he's gonna be he, he can potentially be back this year. <laughs> and so when we're fighting for the division title, we're just gonna roll out our top prospect from four years ago. Yeah. And it's all oh, gonna come together, Mike. It's all gonna come together, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> That it's just like, hey, we're gonna pull out this uh, super senior that we have. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was a top prospect, you know. Yeah, he's class of whatever. Don't don't right. no, <laughs> no, you're not gonna see his birth certificate. Here's his transcript, and the kid is taking gym six classes a day, so he can be eligible to play. I promise this, he hadn't played all ten years that he's been here. Like he has his own parking space, but who cares? Uh, that's that's what I feel like with with Case, uh, Casey Mize. Casey is uh, hopefully going to come back better than he left. All right, the American League West. Mike, you took Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're underperforming. Um, and Coots and I took the Astros, who also had been underperforming before – the, the A-game win streak. Uh, I'm going to stay put, obviously. I trust the Astros just about more than anybody in uh, in baseball. Yeah, I'm staying put as well. Hmm. Um, Seattle, yes, they've underperformed, but I think that – I think they're going to get hot – like scorching hot as it gets closer to the all-star break with it being in Seattle, that that kind of gives them a jolt, lets them really see their full potential. And then that kind of, I'm not saying I say scorching hot for the rest of the year, but we're going to start seeing like the real Seattle team. And from there, um, they're still going to ride that out. Win a very competitive division. It'll be close, but I think that they, that they win it out. Yeah, no, I agree. I still have Seattle. I had them in my wild card, and I still have them in my my, uh, wild card. I'm going to stick with Houston just because 
their start has put them in a better position than Seattle and they're only getting stronger with getting Altuve back and soon to have McCullers back and everything. So I'll take Houston to still win it. I'm still definitely going to have Seattle in the wild card. Um, the question I need to figure out before we get to it is who else I'm going to have in my wild card in the, in the AL or in the uh, American league. So uh, obviously, hey. obviously Texas is uh, asking questions. So yeah. um, and like, I'm not disparaging the Astros whatsoever. They are really freaking good, but it's like, at some point they have to lose that division. It's sort of like the Braves in the 90s. Like, they ran with it for so long that eventually they had to lose it. So I just want to be on, like, the first part of calling that they lose it um, instead of being like, oh, man, being surprised by it. Like, I think that this is going to be the year that they drop it a little bit. Yeah, so. I mean, the only the only place they really lost stuff from, though, was from their starting pitching. So, yeah. Um, It'll be a matter of getting that in check, but even still, I don't think that is enough to take them out of the lead spot in that division. Um, so again, that being why I'm sticking with the the Astros, but I mean, it's been interesting how this division's shaken out in general. This this the start of the season so far. I mean, I know I was kidding when I said at the end of that the predictions episode when I said, you know, it's probably going to end up being Bruce Boshi that wins manager of the manager of the year in the American league. I was completely kidding, but I mean, if there were to be an American league manager, I mean, it, it would probably be between Boshi and AJ Hinch. And if <laughs> I mean, in terms of in terms of outperforming expectations, probably. <laughs> Realistic. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I it, it's an incredible start from the Rangers. I'm still yet to decide if I'm gonna have them sneak in that wild card spot, but um we'll see. We'll see. I'll 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 figure it out by then. All right. Um, I think this will probably be a breeze. Uh, NL East, we all took the Braves. We all stay in put. Yep, for sure. Yeah, they have a twenty percent chance to win the World Series, which is absurd. Uh, per fan graphs. You have a one in five that, chance to win the World is. Series. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to see what that formula is. Yeah, I, I think it probably dropped tonight after losing eight to one to the Dodgers, but oh, to nineteen. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we got to bump the Dodgers up one percent. In all central, anybody changing away from the Cardinals? Nope. Dude, you sound like you want to. I mean, uh, the thing is, the division just sucks. I mean, <laughs> I guess I. I mean, in terms Bad of division. your talent and been there before and proved to us that they've done it. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to stay put. I don't, trust, I don't trust any other as, team in that division. I don't even trust the Cardinals, they, but they're the team I trust the most. Exactly. As much as they have tried to push me off the boat, I'm staying on the boat yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they've pushed us off the boat, but the boat is going so slow that we're able to just hop right back on the boat. Exactly. There's, so, there's like some ladder that I'm like, 
getting to on the back of the boat before it passes me. Yeah. That I'm climbing. But the propeller is not even dangerous. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That division's terrible. So I'll just stay with the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> the NL West, <laughs> I think Mike will probably stay put, but um, Coach, you and I got some talking, talking to do. Yeah, well, I think we, 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 we're going to land on the same place. Yeah, I was going to say. We took the Padres. I feel like we're all going to just land right back on the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know why we doubted them in the first place. We we were doing the thing that Mike's doing with the AL West, where he's taking the Mariners. <laughs> we were doing that thing where, like, it's been the Dodgers division for so long. We were like, oh, yeah, the Padres signed, signed Bogart, signed did all this stuff. Yeah, no, it's still the Dodgers. We should have never questioned it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all three changing to the Dodgers there. Yeah. Um, so I'm using the exact opposite argument for what you said about me in the AL West. Yeah. Like, what, I, actually, what is- I, I actually like the Astros, which is why, in a weird way, like, I want them to kind of lose to see them rebound. But I really just don't like the Padres. Like, I don't like them. So I'm not going to pick them. <laughs> like, I would go out and limb and pick, like, the Diamondbacks before I pick. The um the Diamondbacks would not be a bad pick. No, they wouldn't, uh, but yeah, I would definitely yeah. pick them before I would pick San Diego, and partly it's because I just don't like San Diego. San Diego and the Mets are like the two teams I don't like. Yeah. Outside of my division. Because because they're big markets that spend and you're a big market that doesn't really spend. No, it's just the hype. Like yeah. It's the hype trains for me, man. Like, you know, New York and San Diego the last couple of years has just been spin, spin, spin. Let's get this hype going. And then the fans are annoying too. Yeah. <laughs> you can say yeah. it. <laughs> so, uh, they, they are for sure. Um, but this is like, prove it to me first and then I'll believe it. But, you know, can't really buy into the Padres just yet. Definitely not. Uh, wild card picks, Mike. I assume you're going to stay with Tampa Bay, Houston, Baltimore. Yes, that's a pretty good trio there. Yes, um, I think you hit the hit uh, pin the tail on the donkey. Um, if the if the Blue Jays somehow for some godforsaken reason win that American League East, I think that wild card trio is pretty good. <laughs> um, I'll take it. The NL though, you have a lot of explaining to do on that one too. Um. <laughs> the the Phillies, the Brewers, and the Padres. I could make a case for none of those three teams that actually make the playoffs. Um, sticking by the Brewers, probably because like I can't think of another team past the fifth best team in the National League. Yeah, sticking with the Brewers, I'll stick with. Actually, I'm not changing anything because what's about to happen is is that excuse me, old man moment. I talk too much. I begin to yawn. Um, you'll experience that when you get to about thirty. Don't worry about it. It happens. Uh, <laughs> the Phillies are going to trade their current Trey Turner for WBC Trey Turner, and they're going to take off. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I mean, I hope we all wish to see that because yeah. Trey Turner playing well is always fun. Yeah. No, but like all, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, the only team out of those three 
that I would probably shift from would be the Phillies. And if I did, it honestly would be to – it's going to sound crazy, but I would switch to the Marlins out of those. The Marlins and – I was about to say, I, I want to give you a list of teams that have a better record than the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Marlins have a better record. The Pirates have a better record. Poo. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks have a mm-hmm. better record. Uh, the Detroit Tigers have a better record. They're not in the National League. Why do you keep mentioning? I'm just saying that the Phillies have been poo-poo. The Giants. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, okay. Let's stick to relevant teams, okay? <laughs> they have not been good. No, they haven't. But I, I seven games out of first place right now. And out of the wild card, they are two and a half. The wild card picture is just asinine, if you would have told me before the season. The two leaders in the wild card are the Diamondbacks and the Padres. <laughs> not Sorry, not the Padres. The Diamondbacks and the Pirates. If you had told me before the season that the Diamondbacks and the Pirates would be leading the wild card after May. I would have... I wouldn't have been shocked so much by the Diamondbacks, but the Pirates, yes, would have been a complete yeah, shock. Yeah, Um, And we're a half a game away from the wild card being the Diamondbacks, the Pirates, and the Marlins. Yeah. like That the would Marlins be so also, much fun. <laughs> like, Give me that in the playoffs. <laughs> the Marlins in one-run games have like a crazy record. At, at one point, I think I heard they were like 15-3. and three. Or something like that in one run ball games. Yeah. Um, like that type of stuff doesn't just happen. And it doesn't go without us because like think about how many games really do come down to one run, you know, and you can hold off those games. And it's again, when you have Sandy on the mound, man, like you give yourself a chance. Like, granted, no, he doesn't pitch every game, obviously, but you're looking at a big time game. There's not – there's maybe a handful of pitchers that I would say I want them on the mound in a deciding game more than more than Sandy. But – Yeah. Um, I'll, I will keep the Brewers and the Padres, but I will change the Phillies. And I'm – actually, I'm going to ride – I'm going to go ahead and hook it up with the Marlins. So you, you're going to say the Diamondbacks just completely crumble? I'm not going to say crumble. I just don't think that they're going to make it. They're nine over games over 500 right now. Yeah. But also we know what division they play in and having to – like that stretch where they're going to play them, you know, down in September, at least as much as, like I said, yes, I don't like the Padres. They've been battle-tested a lot over the last couple of years. We know what the Dodgers are like. If that schedule shakes out where they have a lot of games against them coming down the stretch, that could be the difference, eh? That could definitely be the difference in them making it or not making it, depending on how they play against, you know, two teams that we, you know, generally feel are better teams than than the Diamondbacks. 
And the other side is Diamondbacks also trusting a lot of young guys right now. Um, you know, how do they hold up over the course of a full season? You know, Corbin Carroll, some um, Alec Thomas at one point got some, you know, decent time there. You know what I mean? So you got some young guys that you're depending on. Um, true, you got Zach Gallon, but pitching beyond that gets a, it's a little questionable, at least for the lack of, you know, known factor. So it uh, get interesting. The Diamondbacks are currently 12 and 9 against the American League West, or sorry, the, the National League West, um, which is just shy of the Dodgers, who are 12 and 7. So they're actually pretty good against their division. Yeah. I actually believe they took this series against the Dodgers earlier this year. Could be wrong. Yeah. And I, I acknowledge and I accept those points, but I'm looking at it from a standpoint of this isn't September. Like, yes, these games still matter, but when you're in September and you're starting to really feel that pressure of playing down the stretch, where literally at that point every game matters. So you start looking back on games in April and May that you blew that would have given you a little bit of a cushion or changed, you know, how you're going into a series. That that's what I'm looking at. Fair. Um, just kind of add on to that. Uh, the Diamondbacks are five and three against the Dodgers this year. So they're playing pretty well against the team that literally kills them every single time. Um, I think like the last, I don't know, some like eight years against the Dodgers or something, it is a horrible run differential in the Dodgers' favor. You know, I might be tempted actually because I'm looking at their schedule. Uh, The last time they played the Dodgers is the 28th, 29th, and 30th of August. And then in September they got Baltimore, Colorado, Chicago, the Mets, the Yankees, the Giants. Yeah, I mean, there's still some tough teams there. I already yeah, know the Mets are going to be crumbling in September. That is true. Chalk that up for a guy, at least a couple. Or, of that's or true. Fighting for their lives. Right. So out of those, you got Baltimore, going to be a tough series. Colorado, they should win. Chicago, the Mets. Chicago again. San Francisco for two, and then they get the Yankees for three, White Sox for three, and they finish out with three against Houston. Ooh. Yeah. Finishing with three against Houston sucks. Yeah. Not a good good morale boost. Not fun. No. 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 Um, all right, we gotta move on. So, uh Coots. Yeah. Your American League wild card, the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Mariners. That is correct. Um, I am keeping the man Mariners. However, I'm taking out the Yankees for the Orioles because I do think the Orioles are going to add at the deadline. Starting pitching is really the only hole so far that they have because everything else defensively and positionally, they can they can try numerous prospects that are up and ready in the AAA level. 
Um, so I, I will take the chances there on the Orioles and keeping up the pace. So I'll have them in my, in my wild card. I'm having Seattle my wild card for everything that Mike mentioned for his reasoning for the Seattle winning that division. Um, the third wild card team I'm taking is it's going to be the Rangers. I think, I mean, the, the start is as good as the Dodgers start in terms of numbers of wins. Um, the teams they're playing aren't, you know, aren't cupcakes. Their division isn't great. And the reason we're, I feel like one of the reasons we're seeing these teams have leading their divisions by such a clear margin is in the divisions where, you know, it's pretty top heavy. I don't think this AL West is as top heavy as some other divisions because you look at it and you got four teams over 500. Uh, I guess Seattle's right at 500. I mean, it's, it's not, the weakest division of all time. So they're winning quality games. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take them as my, as my, one of my wild cards. I'm not going to say which I, I can't tell you which, you know, first wild card, second wild card or third. Um, but I, I'll have Seattle, Baltimore and Texas as, as my three bumping out the Yankees. Is that, is that the only one that gets knocked out, Brian? You had, Orioles, Blue Jays, Mariners as your three? All right, Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. I'm bumming up Blue Jays and Yankees, switching them with Baltimore, Texas, and Seattle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, National League, you had Dodgers, so you got to switch that. Yeah, Mets and Phillies. Yep, so I'm going to switch the Mets to a wildcard team. ATL obviously winning the division. The Mets to a wildcard team. I'm going to take the Diamondbacks as a wild card team. And I'm going to stick with my enthusiasm and expectations for the San Diego Padres to be that third wild card team. Um, expecting going back to the whole regression thing and what they're capable of and everybody not really playing up to what they're capable of. I'll take them to figure things out in that division. Um, before I take the Phillies figuring it out in that division. All right. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. My American League, I had Yankees, Mariners, White Sox. Obviously taking out the White Sox. I'm going to replace them with the uh, with the Rays. And then Seattle, I'm going to replace with the Rangers. Um, Seattle's just not cutting it for me. And the Rangers are playing good baseball. They – hit the ball really well. They get to ground back here soon. Um, not that that'll be that not that that'll be long lived, but I he'll at least help them win a few games. It'll be living be. for a second. Yeah. Um it'll be living for a second. But uh but I'll I'll keep the Yankees. I think they're starting to play really good baseball and they got they DFA'd Aaron Hicks. So that could mean something positive for them. Um and then National League, I had Mets, Dodgers, Phillies. Obviously, I got to change the Dodgers, change them to the Diamondbacks. Um, I'm going to keep the Mets. And 
that this was my I biggest don't know what I don't know what third NLT. Yeah, I don't know. They're, like, there's not – there truthfully is not six good NL teams. They're not. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to I place a early wager on first an AL team winning the World Series and AL team winning the All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the National League is so top-heavy. It is annoying. Um sure. Which is hilarious because, like, the Nationals are only four and a half games out of the wild card. So, like, when you think about it, it really is kind of spread out. <laughs> um, and the A's are 18 games out of the American League wild card already. As, um, as good of a race start as the Rays have had, the Rangers are having a worse start, like, in terms of – as good as the the Rays have been good, the A's have been bad. Yes, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> have been historically bad. Historically, like they they are only at ten wins right now, and we are two months into the season. Um, I think I'm going to change the Phillies to the Brewers. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I'm going to. It's probably a bad idea, but I'll do it. Uh, that division sucks. But uh, I'll just roll with it anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't trust the Phillies. But yeah. Um, any final thoughts, guys? Any final thoughts? I'll be right. Full hearts. I don't know. I don't have much to say to that. <laughs> don't. The Tigers aren't really losing much. Playing like okay, five hundred ball over the past week and a half. They're second I'm, in the division. You know, five hundred and eight hundred is a little bit different, but we're cool. You know, Tigers saved the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, Tigers saved Ollie Marmol. <laughs> oh, all these good things are a bad true. thing. We'll check right. back in in September. <laughs> right. Thank you for being the sacrificial lamb. We appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. We're used to it. <laughs> We are used to it. Coots, any final thoughts there? No. I mean, the AL East is one of the historically best divisions ever, and the AL Central has been one of the historically worst divisions ever. So, um, <laughs> yeah. not that that's something that we didn't expect, but um, it's pretty cool that it's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? As bad as the American League Central is, it gives me hope. Because As it should. yeah, even to playing field, <laughs> the twins are one game away from a losing record. So <laughs> I have hope. All we need to do is go on a decent stretch, and we're leading the division. Um, and a decent stretch could still be below five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, uh, that wraps up this episode. Good luck to the final three teams in our Survivor League. I am one of those three. Pick the Mariners this week. They won by like nine runs yesterday. So hey, tough. it's good you stuff. Taking the Blue Jays. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. If you had taken the Blue Jays, you would be up a pretty penny right now. Yeah. Um, but until next week, go follow us on Twitter at Third Base Dugout, and uh, we will see you next week.